Welcome to the Chad Taylor Radio Show. Here's Chad Taylor. This lady has sold over 15 million albums to date. She set number one on the Billboard Hot 100 twice, set a record as the youngest female artist to top the Billboard charts with her debut album, and of course just wrapped up a very successful summer tour on the mixtape tour with New Kids on the Block. It's Tiffany. How are you, Tiffany? I'm good. How are you? It's good to talk to you again. Now, you and I, we have some history. So for the listeners and for yourself, I'll give you a little backstory. So the first time I met Tiffany would be back around 2004 when I was out on the road with Jordan Knight. And you would come do shows with us on occasion. And there's one show in particular that just stands out that was so amazing. And after that show, anybody that would listen, I would tell them that Tiffany, to me, is one of the most underrated vocalists in music. You came out, it was in wow, California. It's very. I'm very serious here. You came out in California, and I believe it was Anaheim, at the House of Blues in Anaheim on the Disney property. Yeah, I remember. It's my birthday, actually. And you it's sang... my birthday time. Yeah. yeah. And you sang one of my wife's favorite songs, Bonnie Raitt, I Can't Make You Love Me. Jordan was playing the keys. Mm-hmm. And it gave me the chills, and I'm like, you know, I grew up a fan. I'm 43. I grew up a fan. Always loved your hits. Always loved you. But I had just a new respect for you after that show. I'm like... This woman can sing. I mean, oh, really thank you. sing. I appreciate that. That's one of my favorite songs, and I think it was Jordan's idea to sing it. Yeah. And I love Bonnie Raitt. And Mike Reed is actually the writer of that song, the songwriter of that song. And I've written with him a couple of times. It would have been such an honor. So, full circle, I just, I love the whole experience. And of course, getting to see Jordan was, I hadn't seen, gosh, him in a while. So, in Anaheim, my hometown. Yep. Uh, so I had my family there. And I remember that show because it was around my birthday. I think it was probably two days after my birthday. I had, so of course, a great night. <laughs> I had to send all the pictures to friends of mine back in Wisconsin because I'm like, you'll never believe, first off, who I'm with. But look how beautiful Tiffany still is. I, I'm so jealous because I saw you on the mixtape tour again. I'm like, this, this woman never ages. Never. Oh, thank you. You don't. <laughs> I appreciate that. I just love what I do, and I love being out here, and, you know, I just enjoy it. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. I want your Thank secrets. You. I appreciate it for the compliment. <laughs> I want your secrets. It's got to be something to eating well, working out, staying active. I just, yeah, living life, you know, a little bit of all of it. I think a little bit of all of it, really, seriously. You know, I think that's kind of where we're at now is just everything in moderation and, you know, and kind of a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Even with my food, I'm a foodie. So, but, you know, I don't stick to one thing. I like to eat, you know, different types of food, try different things. And so, you know, it's the same way with living, you know, exercise and rest and then live it up a little bit. So, you know, kind of on the road, it's hard to kind of get the balance sometimes. But, you know, today's a couple of days off. And so we'll see what they're getting into, you know. I'm glad you brought up the food because I think it was on your Instagram that I saw, like, we're talking about, like, chef-style food that you make. You're really good. Yeah, I'm going to be doing some more cooking this next year, uh, releasing a cookbook, which I'm excited about. Um, So it's not going to be the norm. It's going to be still a little bit more edgy, kind of something that goes along with the music, Um, you know, quick little parties, quick little get-togethers. Um, I do a lot of, like, stuff at Airbnbs where I eat, you know, come my friends and the band and everybody. So some of my recipes there, they're really easy, but yet have a lot of flavor and a lot of fun. Um, but it's on the fly, you know. I mean, I, I usually go home sometimes and I'd be making a full-on dinner at 1 o'clock in the morning. So my hours are really crazy. So, you know, I consider all of that what I have in the kitchen or what I've planned and 
Um, but they're full on meals. I mean, we really do cook real food. So, you know, um, I've just learned some shortcuts to make it happen pretty quickly. So without losing any flavor. Where did this love for food come from? Well, I'm Mediterranean, so I'm Lebanese, um, and my grandmother was German. Um, and then you have my family. My mom's side was primarily in the South, so, you know, Southern food there. And then, of course, I have the Lebanese food. So, And I was raised in more of a, a Latin community in California. So Mexican, Italian, <laughs> right. German. And then I've traveled all over the world. And, and, you know, I think that was... I didn't, you know, know how to speak to a lot of people when I would travel places. So music and food is really kind of a universal language, really. Um, and that's kind of how I started, you know, with bonding with my fans, really. Let me ask you this. what, How do you think your life would have been if social media would have existed when you put out your first album? Would you have wanted social media back then when you were that um, young? I don't think we were able to handle that at that time, you know. Um, I think what social media has done now and what we're more open to, you know, in the 80s, it was like, well, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a singer? Do you want to be an actress? There was very few people that could cross over and do it all. And they were called celebrities. And I think we started to see that happen in the mid-80s, you know. But that was really like Cher and Bette Midler and a few other people, David Bowie, who were successfully crossing over from musicians to actors or any other thing you wanted to do. But for the most part, people were like, no, you can't do that. You know, you got to stick to your brand. You got to stick to. We see you as, and I think what social media has done for us now, the good side of it is allow you know artists to kind of be themselves, whatever they want to show you, their personal life, their other hobbies, like mine with cooking. Um, and I love animals, so I do a lot of humane society stuff. Um, you know, and just anything else that I'm passionate about, I can put out there, and the fan can be a part of that. Whereas before, we didn't have those avenues. You know. So I think that's the healthy part of social media um, because you can get to see all different sides of the person that you're interested in, you know, the celebrities. And I really love it. I mean, even for me as a fan, I love watching people that I go, oh, I didn't know they were into that. You know, it's like, I'm into that too. We have another thing in common. So it's just, I think that's the, again, the healthier side of social media. And you're quite active with it, which is nice. I see you answering fans. Again, you mentioned you post pics of the food that you cooked, uh, life out on the road with the band, uh, you and your family. So you're very personal, and I see that you're interacting with the fans in there, and it's you actually using it, which is cool. It is. You know, sometimes, I mean, you have to, like, you know, I, I answer a lot of this stuff at, like, 4 in the morning, 5 <laughs> in the morning, because right. I go to bed late, and then I don't get to sleep me some time. So I'm up all the time, like looking at, you know, what are people saying about the shows, you know, things like that. So some of my comments are kind of goofy, but they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm half awake. I'm sorry. But I try to answer people and I try to engage. And, you know, it, it really, social media itself is a full-time job. It is. You know, so um, if I miss you here and there, I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. <laughs> um, you know, I learned something really cool about you. I thought I knew all about Tiffany, but... I didn't realize you voiced Judy Jetson in the Jetson movie. I did. I did. It was so much fun. It was a great experience. Um, and I'm getting a kick out of, like, signing a lot of the DVDs that, you know, are, are actually VHSs that people are bringing to some of the shows, old school, um, and some of the posters. You know, it was really, it's an honor to be, you know, Judy Jetson. Of course. Um, and to have that part of my life as well. I was, a, I was a big fan as a kid growing up, but, I mean, you've not only done 
obviously the voice of Judy Jetson, but you've done reality TV, you've done other movies, and you did you did a movie a few years back, I remember, a sci-fi movie with Debbie, with Debbie Gibson. I did. It was so much fun. Um, I love sci-fi. I love adventure. Um, it's definitely the tomboy in me. I used to climb in the backyard on the trees and pretend there was monsters out there and everything. <laughs> so I love all of that. And, yeah, it was so much fun to do that show with um, Debbie, you know, Mega Python versus Gatorade. We've been very serious, um, you know, and, and, you know, defeating a lot of serious things out there. Right. Keeping the public safe. So. <laughs> uh, speaking of spooky things with Halloween around the corner, do you get into Halloween? Do you dress up? What does Tiffany do for Halloween? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I get into Halloween. I used to always be home and I would always do vampire parties. I'm into vampires. So gothic, anything romantic. I love interview with a vampire. So I go all out. It's not cheesy when I throw my parties. It's it's the real deal. Um, But, you know, I won't be home, so I'm doing a show on this one. So, yeah, we'll probably see what we can get into. A few people are discussing dressing up as Debbie Gibson. (laughs) So you never know. That's right. I don't know. We'll see if we can pull it off. Um, But I think it was very funny. No matter what, we're probably going to do something throwback to retro um, and have fun with it. Well, you mentioned being out on the road. You're out there supporting the new album. And uh, let's talk about the new album, Pieces of Me. That's what the tour is called as well. Actually makes a stop. You're back here in Des Moines again at Woolies. You were here with the mixtape tour. And then you played the year before that um, at the Iowa State Fair. So it's good to have you back. The show again Sunday night at Woolies. Tickets start at $25. Doors are at 7 Show is at 8 But I want to talk about the new album and what the show is like. Oh, well, it's a full rock show. I mean, we do the retro stuff, of course. Um, I think we're alone now. It could have been, but 2019 new version of I think we're alone now. Go check it out. On, oh, I did. Uh, by the way, it sounds amazing. Um, so you know we're rocking out the old stuff as well. So that's kind of the plan to revamp some of the old stuff as well as we continue on. But it's a it's a, you know it's a piece of the meat show. It's a piece of the meat tour. So when you come to the show, be prepared. Um, you know to sing hopefully the new stuff. Go to Tiffany Tunes if you're not involved yet and you're interested, and check out all the new stuff. So, you know, I mean, it's great. It's, the shows have been really, really going fabulous. Um, I'm all smiles. I love that the fans are so supportive. And they are coming out and knowing the album and knowing the music and ready to rock. So, you know, we've just had three shows in a row that have been amazing. Um, so I'm very, very excited. And you've got a great band to back you. I do, definitely. I mean, everybody is just up there having a great time. And I saw something online, correct me if I'm wrong, but the new album, Pieces of Me, you actually have on vinyl, I think, through Amazon. Yeah, it's been the first time in over like 20 years. So I'm excited. It, I mean, the album cover looks amazing more than anything. I love it. You know, when you see the pictures blown up, I'm an old schooler, so I love it. Me vinyl. too. You know, and I'm glad to see it. You know, it, it was back and then it kind of went away, but now it's back full, full force. So I'm a collector as well. So, you know, it's great. I kind of kick myself a little bit because I did give a lot of my albums away that I was collecting and now I'm starting all over again. (laughs) Well, me too. And that's why I brought it up. I'm a big vinyl nut and I love that it has a resurgence and I just, it it brings back the warm and fuzzies for me because that's what I collected growing up. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, I still like all the liner notes. I still like all the, you know, mystery behind the project, what the artist wants to tell you. Um, Again, now we have other ways to communicate obviously our websites and our social media, but 
at one time, that was the message, you know, on the back of your album, whatever that artist wrote back there, who they were thanking their band members, you know, who wrote the songs, where they recorded. These are all things that, you know, I used to research. Like, oh, wow, cool. Who's that person? Oh, wow, that hair makeup person or that wardrobe person or that recording studio. I'd like to be there one day. So then I'm still like that. You know, I, I, I try to find the magic in all of that. Tiffany joins us here on the show this week. I got a couple of fan questions if you have a few minutes. Sure. All right. The one I really liked that somebody posted, they wanted to know if you had an embarrassing story to share from the mixtape tour. Oh. Um, Was there anything maybe embarrassing or funny that happened? I see that you spent a lot of time, obviously, with Debbie Gibson. You spent a lot of time with John Knight. So was there anything that funny that came out of those things or maybe something embarrassing? You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I said that well, or did I that. Mean, it was always like little funny things and jokes and stuff. I mean, I think it's, you know, not really embarrassing, but, but I'm still working on it. So, I mean, no, I'm quite nice. So um, I think the, mo- the the biggest thing for me was like, getting my bikes because the boys have been riding their scooters. They, they, the funniest thing is they ride these scooters backstage from one end to the other because they have so many quick changes and the show is so quick. And But I think this is like their MO. They, they've had these scooters for a while. And then the Naughty by Nature, they went and I call them the Naughties, they're my boys. They went and got some more scripts and scooters for themselves. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? All these boys on these scooters, I decided that it couldn't just be for the boys. So I bought one for me for Deb <laughs> and two extra in case salt and pepper wanted to jump in there. Um, so, and eventually Deb and I did get on our scooters and ride around and we had a great time. But I mean, every day there was like scooter patrol going back and forth and you'd be like, bing, bing, okay, move away from the scooters. But then I said, you know, that's it. We're going to be a part of this. And it was, it's a blast actually. So that's taken venue living when you have to be there all day to the, the next level for me. <laughs> I'm going to ride my scooter and have a good time. Uh, one of the other questions was, one of your best career memories from the last 30 years? Is there one that just stands oh. out as a big highlight? You're like, I can't believe this happened to me. Oh, tons of things. Um, you know, probably singing with John Mellencamp at Farm Aid was amazing. Um, being able to walk Stevie Nicks down the stairs after she performed and I was at the Mohican Sun the night before. So the very same spot she was standing in, I had been in the night before. And I'm such a fan. And to be surprised that I was actually going to the concert the next night. Um, and her tour manager is lovely. So I had met her a couple of times before that. But he said, I want you to go around the back. And I want you to be the first person Stevie sees when she comes off stage. And you just help her down the stage. And that was just an honor. And it's such a wonderful, magical moment for me, um, you know, just to hear her go, I'm going to be right back. I'm just going to go in the dressing room and change my clothes and I'll be right back. It was like, oh, my gosh, what is, it's a good day to be Tiffany. So, I mean, you know, I'm a fan as well. Um, and you meet these people and, you know, when they acknowledge you or when they know about, like Stevie asked about my career and my music and how I'm doing on the road. And it was just like, this is the best ever. <laughs> Um, one final one. That's one that I always ask, too, so I love that they asked this. Do you remember where you were and who told you when you hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100? I do. I was washing dishes. I had chores to do, so I was washing dishes in our apartment. I was with my mom and my sister in Norwalk, and my manager called me, and he was like, 
what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm doing my chores. And he was like, well, that won't be something that you have to do anymore. And uh, he told me that I had a number one single in the country. And, you know, this is it, kid. I mean, this is this is going to be amazing and all the plans. And literally, I did say, well, my mom's going to be home in about 10 minutes, so I have to let you go. <laughs> i got to get back <laughs> to my chores. <laughs> because, I mean, it still didn't apply. My family didn't come from money. So, you know, it took us a little while to understand luxury or anything like that. And then, you know, my stepfather was still very frugal. So, you know, even though we could, he was like, well, why pay extra for things? Or, you know, so we kind of dibbled and dabbled in luxury when it made sense, put it that way. Because, you know, it just wasn't something that was the norm to us. Sure. What's Tiffany like as a mom? you got to be a cool mom. I've actually been very strict. Really? I was really strict with Elijah. Yeah, believe it or not. I was very open and very... um, open to who he was going to be and what his idea is. I didn't shut, you know, him down. Right. I let him kind of take on a form. But, I mean, definitely when it came to manners and it came to engaging with people or it came to follow-throughs, follow you know, if you decide you're going to do something, you're going to do it. But that's how I was raised by my stepfather, you know. I mean, your integrity and your word and stuff like that. So, and, you know, you said you want to do it. So you jump in and you do the best you can, and but you stick to it. Um, and he's an old army guy, so that's probably that mentality. <laughs> so you're touring this year, going to wrap up this year, and then I, are you going to do it again in 2020? Is that the plan? I mean, you got this new album. You're ha- it looks like you're having yeah, a great time on the road. Is it going to extend? New album coming out in March, and then, yeah, there's lots of publicity to do before that. Um, and just, you know, lots of changes in TIFF world. I'm going to be doing some stuff out of L.A. I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, so lots of different things on the horizon. So stay tuned, TiffanyTunes.com, because every day is going to be a new day. Um, and I've been really lucky. I mean, this tour has definitely turned a page for me. So a lot of people approaching me for other things that, you know, I'm going to definitely sit down and talk to them and see where that's going. Well, I can't wait to see you on Sunday. It's a few short days away. I know my wife is excited. My sister-in-law is excited. I'm only I'm the only guy joining him. I'm, I'm bum-rushing the ladies' night, just so you know, because I have to come see you again. Awesome. So. Let's do it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be at Woolies on Sunday night, October 27th. Doors are at 7. Show is 8. Tickets start at $25. If you want tickets and more info, WooliesDM.com. Otherwise, TiffanyTunes.com. That's also where you can find links to Tiffany's social, and she is active with social media. She's a sweetheart, and if you haven't seen her live, trust me, get out there, see her. She's amazing. You will not be disappointed, and you will leave even a bigger fan. Thank you so much for taking the time, Tiffany, and thanks to your team for setting this up. Thank you, babe. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. You bet. Safe travels. Thank you. Bye. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Chad Taylor Radio. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.